You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcha Daraisa. Wow, Erev Shabbos, it's been quite a week. The news uh, that has been steamrolling out of the Supreme Court. Uh, I guess they want to get on their vacation, so let's get these cases uh, paskened up already. Uh, we knew about one uh, that was imminent because of the leak, and yet here was another, I guess, a broadside, a little bit of surprise, which is not what you want to talk about specifically, the the uh, the ruling uh, that um, basically knocked down as unconstitutional a New York state law that's sort of been in effect since around 1911, but has been a- amplified for years uh, that doesn't allow um, uh, people who can't show a real need to own firearms. Um, they somehow that test, <laughs> that test. Again, I, I don't remember who were the litigants who brought the case. Well, they're but, not allowed to outside the house. They're not allowed to use. They don't have permission to wear it outside. Right. The house. In other words, to wear it outside of the house to keep it, as we say, as a concealed weapon outside. New York State law had said uh, we only allow it if the uh, litigant, the person who's applying for the license in this case, can show that uh, in a very important need, uh, some sort of. Uh, again, I was it was somewhat vague, but some sort of important. Uh, extreme need in order to be able to carry the gun, and uh, this was <coughs> this was struck down as unconstitutional, and we're going to talk about that. Um, and, and and Clarence Thomas was the uh, the uh, person who wrote this, and I think it's important in our conversation to mention that it was Clarence Thomas who wrote this. That came out a couple hours after that was the Supreme Court. So, yes, it came through. They did overrule Roe v. Wade. And um, that is something which I guess we should start. Let's start with that because that's really the main story, um, even in, in all the newspapers and everywhere. Uh, we'll start with the Aguda, actually, who came out with a statement. Now, during, you, you remember Avi Shafrin, who's sort of like the de facto spokesman for the Aguda, uh, was very you know, equivocal about this. And he was saying how, um, sort of echoing a little bit your argument that we had a number of, months ago when the Texas law came out about how we don't want to limit uh, abortions and it's important to recognize that there are cases and very important cases where abortion is is is, is allowed and uh, should be done and yet certain laws in certain states would make them illegal and this was something you were worried about um, others were Oh, but now we're waiting. No, they went much further, though. Clarence Thomas had a field day today. Now he wants to ask for contraception, no birth control, and he also—it's uh, evidently, it seems—he didn't say this explicitly, but people say, according to the new law, according to laws now in several states, which kicked in, were triggered automatically. Uh, in vitro fertilization is in danger because if you hold that the fetuses are alive from the moment of fertilization. And in the in IVF, they discard. That's right. They discard the ones. In other words, if if a if a couple who is having difficulty uh, with fertility, they only take the egg 
one. They don't, a number of them become fertilized. So they don't want to give birth to triplets or have triplets or quadruplets. So they basically destroy the other eggs. Right. right. That's, so that's it. I mean, you know, Clarence Thomas, and uh, we should all, all these laws should be over, overturned. There's no right to anything of the sort because of. Okay. I, look, you know, the truth is, I haven't read the ruling. My good friend Chaim Seyman did. Um, he thought there were strengths and weaknesses in the way he was written. Um, I, neither of us, let's say, look, neither of us are constitutional experts. We, we are just critics and we like to uh, show parallels. And I know that's what you want to do. Um, but can we talk about, do you think, they, I think they're good to flip-flop here. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind that they flip-flopped. That's, that's great. Um, I think they were hedging their bets. They didn't want to be perceived as, you know, as obscurantists. But let's just read what they wrote. And again, it was their legal, uh, <coughs> their legal arm that issued this. It's, it's strange exactly how, how, how everything has to be multi-layered here. <laughs> In other words, this is not the, this is not the Moetzes, this is not the Rabbonim, this is the legal branch of the Aguda. So I'll just read what they said. Aguda Israel has long been on record as opposing Roe v. Wade's legislation of abortion on demand informed by the teaching of Jewish law that fetal life is entitled to significant protection with termination of pregnancy authorized only under certain extraordinary circumstances. We are deeply troubled by the staggering number of pregnancies in the United States that end in abortion. We do not seek to impose our religious... How, how, deeply, how deeply do you think they're troubled? <laughs> yeah. Deeply state us. Well, yeah. were were they protesting about this up until now? Did you ever hear them say anything? Okay, I didn't see them with the pro-lifers down there. Um, right, and they they again, the Aguda really wanted, as I said, they had Shafrin writing for them, so they shouldn't be painted in, in such a way. I, I, I'm sure Avi. Somebody used to drive back with Mayor Schiller from uh, from MTA. We used to pass the abortion clinic in Nanuet. He always noted that there are only Catholics protesting. There were no. Uh, no, from Eden ever protesting there. Yeah, well, th- here comes the next paragraph in their statement, which maybe responds to what you're saying. We do not seek to impose our religious beliefs on the broader American society. And this goes into a discussion that we had on this platform with Michael Broyd about, uh, about when laws, in Rav Moshe's opinion and others, that he was quoting, I don't know, if, again, if I agreed with him totally, but he, he marshaled a number of sources indicating that there was a halachic precedent not to use laws to impose our religious beliefs. We are of the view, however, that society, through its laws, should promote a social ethic that affirms the supreme value of life. Now, this is a little bit strange, considering the other Supreme Court ruling about allowing people to carry concealed, but allowing abortion on demand, in contrast, promotes a social ethic that devalues life. So in other words, we don't want to impose our laws, but if there is a law out there that slips towards mass abortion, so that creates uh, a, a, a rift in the society and allows the society to be more... Um, uh, open to and accepting of and embracing uh, what they consider a negative social ethic that devalues life. Back to the Aguda statement. To be sure, there are certain, here was your uh, worry, there are certain extraordinary circumstances where our faith teaches that a woman should terminate her pregnancy. Again, should, 
not can, should, but Agudath Israel fully supports her right to abortion in such situations, both as a matter of constitutional free exercise and moral principle. Why is it constitutional free exercise? You can't have it both ways. Right. So as I told you, um, we know that many of these abortion laws are not, are, although you mentioned Clarence Thomas's um, his desire, and I, I, and I don't really know that much about it, but I think that they aren't, I know it's about early termination, but is it as early as, as, uh, as halacha? Yeah, 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 one of the states, Louisiana, one of them just has a trigger, law which triggers the moment Roe versus Wade is, is, is revoked to, um, to ask her from the moment of fertilization. From the moment of cusp. Because basically the Savari is, I use, which, you know, is, is a life is a life, a potential life is life, not necessarily when there's a heartbeat or something else that is detected uh, in, in the fetus. But anyway, and moral principle. It's also the moral principle that she should be allowed to do it. As I said on this program, I do believe that they will be able to travel. If there's a, like you said, they're going to be in Mississippi and Texas, get on a plane and they'll be able to, you know, go to New York and New Jersey and California and all these other places. So I think that the abortions will still be able to be done the same way you go to the Cleveland Clinic or the Mayo Clinic because you want the best doctor. It's going to be more expensive. It's going to maybe cause more uh, loops to have to, uh, or hoops to have to jump through. But I think, I, I don't believe that uh, it's that you're going to have Nebuch uh, cases where a woman who's mechuyev to have a, an abortion based on health issues, uh, you know, because it endangered her with 10% of a health issue is going to be forced to endure the pregnancy that might threaten her oh, life. She's going to have to spend a lot of money. I agree. Might have. I agree. Look, you know, look, we are spending a lot more money for everything. Health insurance is not going to pay, you know, health insurance is not going to pay for that out of state. I don't know who's going to pay for that money. Going. Even if you have abortion, which is medically required. Okay. Who's going, okay. going to pay for that go to New York to do it? The, okay. the, the, the rednecks down in Mississippi are going to pay for going to New York to have abortion? First of all, can you, I really wish you would stop. You know, you did this before with Texas and with, with, with Mississippi. I'm totally, I'm totally, I'm, it's, you see, this, this is what it is. No, I don't see Bechush because I, yeah, I, I right. as I told you about Texas, and I again, it's not just me standing up for the state that I was born in. It happens to be because I believe I have a more cosmopolitan attitude than you, and I think that look, <laughs> I, 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 they're not all rednecks who have Confederate flags, who've got sawed-off shotguns and sleeping with their cousins. No, that's that's not what they are. Okay, uh, they, 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 they are, they are religious people. They have, uh, uh, they have a belief. In the okay, we're getting off there. Fine, I retract. Right, anyway, the right. point is, is that yeah. it's going to be more expensive. I agree, and but but in the big picture of things, not affordable for many people who. who but, but, okay, but you know what? By the way, discriminatory against blacks. The, okay, it's going to look. It's going to be a, a choice like we all have to make. What is really the value? Okay, so you're right. If this is an a, 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 an operation that will save your life. You're going to spend whatever it takes. Of course, you're going to spend money, right? But people don't have money, don't have money to spend, and that's going to have for the rest of their lives. You're, about, you're, you're saying thousand dollars of death. I don't understand you. The, 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 you know that hospitals charge uninsured people through the roof. And I also know that it's very difficult once a person shows up in a place uh, to collect from them. You're right; they charge them, 
And you know, there there are ways that uh, right. yes, just say you know, for the rest of the life, these the hospitals have, okay, the hospitals have ways of making peace with this. I, you know, I really think that you're you're creating a tempest in a teapot about this. But let's go on. What However, about rape cases, by the way? What? What about rape cases? Yeah, look, you you are correct. A rape case where there's no danger to the child, there will be there might be women that will be carrying the baby to term. Right. And, you know, and, you, and, you, and you know what, Rabbi Yosef, there's going to be plenty, again, don't take me as a red... There are people who are going to be ready to adopt that child. But, but it's not partial, especially if it's, by the way, a Jewish child, you can't just give up for adoption. It's not so simple, right? Especially if it's a psal call, it'll be make it even worse. Come on. It'll be okay, so even One second. If you're talking about, then we want to go, if you want to go into halacha now, we can. I, I thought we were going to talk about, but okay. If you want no, to talk, you led this way. I didn't want to go this way. No, we needed to because if, if we wouldn't, no, talk, we don't need to. but okay. Well, even if the chance of psulikal is only, of course, if we're talking about incest, we're talking about incest or mamzerus. Yes. yes, that's what we're talking yeah. about. So, yeah. so in case of incest, what we have over here is is a is a vlad mamzer. So basically, the problem here, you could, again, halakhically, could you give up the child for adoption in a, in a, you know, in a way that you know it's going to a Goyesha family? Um, this is another halakhic question, whether you're allowed to do such a thing and be soy that it's not going to become muriv with the rest of Klal Yisrael. So anyway, let's go on. However, it must be related that these cases are indeed extraordinary, rare exceptions to the rule. Now, I would have, again... I, I, this is where you should jump on the Aguda statement. Extraordinary, rare, to the rule that fetal life sometimes protection. You've just mentioned a number of them, which maybe aren't so extraordinary, and they aren't so rare. Um, as, as Michael Broid pointed out to me in a conversation, a 10% danger to the child, of the child to the mother, should result in a psak of abortion. Whereas, based on these laws, it's not going to result in that. And that is something which is not extraordinary or rare. Uh, there are many, many pregnancies that we know because of whatever underlying circumstances or uh, other pre-existing situations many of these women have. Um, so I think there is a, um, I think the good is going a little bit, <laughs> you know, extraordinary and rare. Um, indeed, I would say it's not indeed as well. Let's go to the last statement here, and then we're going to go to the other one. We pray that today's ruling will inspire all Americans to appreciate the moral magnitude of the abortion issue and to embrace a culture that celebrates life. Okay, so I think that's a good segue, as we said before, to the other ruling, which was, as we said, authored by Clarence Thomas. I think this one, I think, was authored by Alito. I don't think it was authored by Thomas. I think the one Roe v. Wade was authored by Alito. Yeah. The ruling of uh, the gun control was Clarence Thomas really, in a way, flexing his muscles. Um, he sort of was channeling his Rebbe, and you know who I mean by his Rebbe, Antonio uh, Scalia, um, and going front and center with the idea of originalist uh, ideas, the originalist theory, um, that in order to decide any law, you need to know the antecedents of what the original uh, uh, legislation was that created this uh, amendment in the Constitution, uh, the Second Amendment, and therefore he felt 
based on history that bearing arms doesn't just mean in your house, it means even outside. And even though he recognized uh, the uptick in violence uh, and other things, he felt that, we, as he says, that um, even though it's going to have controversial public safety implications that cur- that cur- that of what's been going on, sometimes efforts by lawmakers have to yield to the Second Amendment and other constitutional rights. He invoked the fact that the 1911 law was, which was the updated version, which New York State has now, was not in line with the original uh, statements in the uh, in the Bill of Rights of the Second Amendment, and therefore he felt that it was therefore deemed unconstitutional. And it's interesting, Yosef, that Roberts, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett joined the opinion, although they might have written it up a little bit different. I think that the Kavanaugh had a little bit of a different stickle tire there. It's a hundred and something pages. I didn't read it yet. I think we should. What what do you, what what do you want to talk about about this one? First of all, the, uh, the uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Congressman's vote that um, the um, you know you can't deprive something like you can't deprive law-abiding citizens of their right to bear arms, right? Which is which is a stuss. I understand how people fall for this. The guy in what's the name place in Texas? Uvalde. Whatever it was. Uvalde. He was a law-abiding citizen until he broke the law. You know, everybody is a law-abiding citizen until you okay, break, first you of break all, the law. He wasn't law-abiding. They already. The police are already. Law abiding, but depends how you find law-abiding. Right. Everybody has traffic tickets. Okay. So let's say traffic tickets. But you know, whatever. Now you're going to define who's the law-abiding, who's not law-abiding. The states can do that. The states, there might. How be are they going to define it? It doesn't matter. Violent, Somebody who doesn't have a criminal violent record, behavior. he's law-abiding, right? Violent behavior, which he but, already. How do you define violent behavior? What do you mean? Did what? Was he arrested? Not arrested? The boy in Ovalde, I believe, was. Okay, it's just an example. You know that. There's no way to find it. If somebody's a law-abiding citizen, they're law-abiding citizens. They might be psychotic. They might be schizophrenic. They might have a, a suicidal. They're a law-abiding citizen. Again, I didn't read the opinion. I do believe there were, there was, uh, he did not say that people who had serious mental health issues should be able to. Oh, no, he, he didn't. He just said law-abiding citizens. Look, we, we need anyway, to... I want to get to, this is what I want to get to, which is, well, the plan was going to actually want to get to the whole time. This, um, the, 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 A, they misread the, the Second Amendment. That's partial to me. Although they other argue they don't. But besides that, these original intent people, which is the, 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 this majority of the Supreme Court, if they had their druthers, they would reverse Brown versus the Board of Education because uh, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson is definitely much more aligned with original intent than uh, Brown versus Board of Education. They, they, and in their, in their, in, in their private, they all hold that Brown versus Board of Education is, is a bad decision, but what can they do about it? You know, this exa- they can't reverse that one. They don't want to reverse it as much as they want to reverse other things. The same thing is true about Dred Scott. If you think about it, Dred Scott was, Roger Taney was upset that he had to pass in the way he passed in. But he said, this is the original intent of the Constitution. What can I do about it? So the, uh, the uh, original intent means that you go back and you say this is what they meant, and it could be they didn't mean it. 
But then you have to be consistent. Then they're not. They're hypocrites. Now, this goes to contrast absolutely with our, the way our mechanism works, which is we know that Rambam Paskins, that even though in Takonis, a basin has to be Golabachachim of the Minion, in order to go back and change and under, uh, override the Takonis of a previous basin, when it comes to Drushas, even Doraisas, they can go back and make a different Drusha and override the previous basin. And there's no, the, the, the idea of original intent is never meant to apply to the Torah. On the contrary, the Torah is meant to be darshan in each and each and every generation, the fee the ruach of that generation, and that's why you have the Yushami, which says uh, the, the, that the Torah is given with brings down Erev and Dafid Gimel. The Torah is given with Memches Panim Torah, Memches Panim Torah, Memches Panim Tome, and there was Nimsa to the Chachmei Ador to decide which of those Memches Panim is appropriate for that generation. Okay, but of course, what you need is a Bezdin Agodel. So which we don't have. So right, we don't have. Right. So and therefore, um, despite the statements, because we're in Golis. Despite yeah, despite again, and then of course we have the Rambam's uh, cryptic comments there in the Parish of Mishnayos, and what he writes in um, in Hilchas uh, Sanhedrin, I believe, uh, that indicate that we maybe could be Machadish Smicha again, which of course is what pushed the Maribe Rav and others to to try to, in a way, begin a process that we could perhaps start re-examining things. Uh, all, those, all those options were dead in the water. Uh, Maimon tried to do something similar when, when uh, and, and Steinsaltz as well, Shalom, also tried to do something similar in Eretz Yisrael. We know that's not going to happen, right? But you're talking about theoretically, the, the beauty, you're talking about the beauty of the Torah itself. That yes. the Torah's beauty is, is that we are not stuck in the mud like, like the Supreme Court is, right? Although you, in other words, you're saying, now look, I, I will, I, I, look, I don't want to short shrift Scalia. I know everybody likes to dump. Yeah, we don't have to talk about him, okay? Was no, no, he, but, but here's no, my point. Here, wait, wait, let me make my point. When, when they're dealing with Takanas, which is everything which is in the Constitution or Takanas, obviously... We no, they're have, not. No, 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 no. They're not Takanas. No, they they don't have they have they treat it as 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 writ as scripture. No, no, right. But we know that there's a difference between Torah, drushes, and what the pshat in the pasuk and what the drash means, which is the will of God. Then takonus the rabbanon. Let, let me explain myself. The takonus the rabbanon. Sim, let's let's go with one that we I, that we just had something on our platform on bishul nochri, right? So bishul nochri pas nochri. Or Akum, These are things where we do find original intent playing a role. Where hmm, they were only talking about Bishul of that time. They're only talking about right, and 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 the poskim that deal with it are very similar to the type of researchers that Thomas and his crew have checking out the laws of 1790 or whatever it was when that when, when that right was ratified. We do find this type of, we find this by Kitneus as well, which is also a semi-takana, not from Chazal, but it's as if it's from Chazal, so we do find there is this original intent that, that, that does sift into Yiddishkeit. And between me and you, Actually, we... That's not so posh. I did beg to differ with you, because we know that it, the, um, there are times when we say, like, by Ma'ayim Achroinim, Bata Tam Bata Gzeira, 
Or we don't say it's a matter. We don't say machlokes between the rotasis and the gra. So it's not so simple what you're saying. Okay, right. But again, Rav Meir Simcha, the famous piece in Parshas Boy, where he says, based on the goin, which he has a kabbalah from the goin, that all these takanos have a certain pseudo mystical aspect to them. That the tam that was nizgala was only nizgala to allow the takana to be accepted. But once it entrenches itself, it becomes so it becomes as firm as Torah itself. And therefore, you can't. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not, I do the original intent then. I'm the rabbi. It's not I do the original intent. This is being with the, there were multi, there, was a, there was a multiplicity of intents. And therefore, you can't say bato hatam, bato hagzera. Intentionists say that they know the intent. Right. Okay, but here, here let, let me explain things. The Clarence Thomas's deal about bear arms versus possess arms. Yeah. I think he's right, by the way. No, because he's wrong because the entire thing is wrong. It's all distortion. It's a wicked distortion. I don't the, the, propagated by the gun lobby. Because the further it says the, the amendment starts the, that because we need a militia, therefore people should have the right to bear arms. And we don't have militias nowadays. They don't have arms for the militias. That means the Minutemen should be able to get, take their rifle out of the closet and rebel against the wicked government. That's what the rest of the amendment means. I agree. Okay, it was never meant. It was never meant to say, "Oh, every guy who walks the street should have carry pistols so they can be Bernard Getz." Right, but you're again, you're being medayik from the lotion as well. You're doing a diuk as well. Absolutely, I'm saying their diuk is their, their own diuk, and who says they're right? It's a tremendous odds. All I said was bearing arms doesn't just mean in your house or going to a shooting range like you did. No, I'm sorry. What it means? It means when 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 British are coming, and the, the, you know, you take the rifle out and you go shoot them. That's what it means. Look, I have been on. I have said to you on this program that I I would like to see a world that didn't have people carrying guns. I told you that. That's my own personal feeling. But if we if we're talking about the Constitution and going to original intent, even well, though two team original intent, right. two. Yes, that's why I understand. Right. So, one of them is that we actually try to figure out what they had the framers had in mind, which, by the way, according to that, obviously it's partial. That's what Thomas, Clarence Thomas seemed to do. I'm not sure. But in any event, this pushes that Plessy versus Ferguson is correct because none of the framers of the 14th Amendment had a Havamina that they're going to require blacks and whites to be educated in the same school, right? And it doesn't say anything. Right, so, so part of it, look, obviously, we are, when we even, we, well, let's, let's be honest, between me and you, let's talk about Takana of, of Stam Yenam or Takana of Bishal Nakhri. It might impose on our lives, but we will defend it to the death because we know it's based on the Torah, it's based on the Sosur, it's based on the fact, as the Rambam himself says, that Chazal have the power to be misakin for us, and God wants that to happen. We believe in our Chachamim because we believe they weren't just enlightened deists like the founders. Okay, we, you're going to talk you're obfuscating by going to talk I'm not obfuscating. I'm saying, saying no, 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 listen to what I have to say. We to us, it's all kedusha. To us, mekayim the Torah, it's all part of the kiyum of mitzvahs. Here, we're talking about a society governing itself. It's a total different world. The Torah, and even what you, even the elasticity of being able uh, theoretically to overturn a drushas chazal, to be able to paskin like 
Everything that we know that's beautiful about the Torah is because it's 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 our gift from the Rabbeinu Shalom. It's something beyond human, although it, 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 it embodies itself in, in human understanding. It's the Rabbeinu Shalom's Ratzin, and we get Dveikas to Rabbeinu Shalom, even by being Makayim Atakana the Rabbanin, and not eating a potato that's been boiled by a dog. I'm not sure, so we'll go, go, where you want to go with this, go ahead. So my, my point is, is that you're right. We can compare it. And we could say, but we know that when so, we, when, so. that's right, when we're looking at what's happening in, in America in the Supreme Court, we, we, we snicker because to us, it's, it's, it's there. This is our bread and butter. When we were 13 years old, we were making these diyukim, right? When, when we were in yeshiva, we're already learning the Gemara and Avodah Zara. We're already trying to figure stuff out. We're already doing the Torah stuff. Everything that they're doing to us is like pikers. They're like, they're like, right? They are, they're, they're those, right? And that's why you're so surprised. You know why you're so surprised by Thomas and all this ever? Because they aren't used to parsing a text. They aren't, we live in that world. And it's because, let me say it even better. It's not so much the Tetzah that we're so happy about. It's the process that allows us, even the process of overturning, the process of, of, of having a machlikas about it is what Limit Atayr and Dveikas the Rebbeinu Show is about. So I don't really care if I can't go and buy a certain thing on, on Pesach because it's kidneyous, but I'm so happy that I'm part of a community that has a living Torah, that has a machlekes. So if there's going to be a that the oil of, 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 of corn is, a, is, is, is usher, because Rav of the G'dayli Yisrael say it's usher, okay, so I'm not going to buy corn oil. Okay, fine. But even though I think, and I think you agree with me, that at the time they made the Xeras Kitneus, right, that, that whatever that was, they didn't even know about they didn't know about quinoa, they didn't know about amaranth, they didn't know about all these things, right? And to say, well, uh, right, but I'll be macabre, whatever the G'dayli Israel say in this way, because you know what, the Rabbi Shalom wants the, the there to be a sense of continuance of Torah, and it all goes back to Leisosur, which is part of the Rambam and Ilchas Mamre. So yeah, so you you can laugh at what they're doing, but do you think it's do you really think that the law should be like you said about R- Brown versus Board of Education? So. Do you believe that the right to privacy, which is what they invented, was so necessary for the community that they needed to monkey wrench it into the law? Is that Absolutely. what you mean? Absolutely. Okay. Totally. Right. So why can't we just rewrite? Otherwise, the... again, otherwise, the, 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 so, so we're working totally. Doesn't it? Okay. So what's, what's, why shouldn't we just rewrite the damn thing? Let's rewrite Amend the Constitution. The ERA failed. Even though it was relatively innocuous, I mean, I I, I would not well, I want it, but relatively, it was it's very hard to amend the constitution. I don't think it's possible nowadays. There's going to be ever another amendment. So, so basically, we're going to be tethered to the United States citizens, not us, because we live according to Torah. We hope, but the United States citizens will be tethered to this creaky ancient document. And right, right now, what what do other democracies do? What does Singapore do? We write the constitution every few years. Most of them rewrite the constitution. That's right. Is it, yeah, yeah, they're not going to. So now let's not. So it's not the rednecks that are the problem. The problem is is the blue bloods and the other people who right who want to. Everybody wants to share this document and and to you. And, and, no, and, rednecks, I, don't, rednecks don't want to rewrite the constitution either. What do you mean? Nobody wants to. Re- no, no politician. I shouldn't say that. No politician wants to rewrite the constitution in a way which is not, not going to get reelected. So everybody's <laughs> going to 
exactly what they think is right for the election. Nobody's lishma. So, so and look, as the wheel turns, right? I think you're going to have, like you said, people that are going to rise up and say, hmm, this isn't anywhere in law. How can you impose this because you say it's the public good? Look, why don't you applaud the fact that Congress passed the same day that Thomas's ruling came out? Didn't Congress pass uh, the Senate uh, pass a bill that's going to be ratified clearly, that's going to limit uh, aspects of, of, of gun ownership, correct? Yeah, but even they, you know, they didn't want it, the Republicans had to get there was a sticking point. Why they didn't want to give him because they didn't want the boyfriend rule. They didn't want a boyfriend who had a uh, a boyfriend who had a a, a, um, a uh, conviction for domestic violence at some point in his past to be uh, not allowed to have an, a, 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 a firearm later on because uh, of you know he might actually do something violent against his, his girlfriend. Okay, so I'm. Uh, it's it's moving. It's movement, right? right? So, so it is movement. Oh, it's a positive thing. I go, yes, you're right. It's a step in the right direction. And, and the, 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 the taking away the New York's state gun law, that was a step in the wrong direction. All right. But again, I think that the, um, uh, you know, it, it's hard to argue from where we are. And I said this to you in our, our previous show, uh, in, in, in other states, you know, um, I think that um, if in Texas they all want to have open guns, fine. But don't make them have open guns in New York. If in Texas they feel they want to shoot each other in the streets, which is evidently the, the preferred method of dealing with the, the disputes in Texas, okay. But don't make New York have to follow that then. As I said, I think we need to. Uh, we're not really talking about the gun law, really. I think today's topic. No, we're talking about two things. Talk about the Schwarzschild of originalist intent, well, and how the Torah would never have such a thing because it makes no sense, right? And we're also talking about the hypocrisy of these people. But, but, but who, part of it is because they want to save lives. If in Texas they all want to have open guns, fine. But don't make them have open guns in New York. If in Texas they feel they want to shoot each other in the streets, which is evidently the, the preferred method. Of dealing with the disputes in Texas, okay, but don't make New York have to follow that. Then, as I said, I think we need to. Uh, we're not really talking about the gun law, really. I think today's topic. No, we're talking about two things. We're talking about the Schwarzschild of originalist intent, well, and how the Torah would never have such a thing because it makes no sense, right? And we're also talking about the hypocrisy. Are these people, but, but, but part of it is because they want to save lives, but actually they they were just as comfortable yeah, but, killing more people. But, but I think part of it is is for people to understand, and, I, and no one comes to us for hashkafa understanding. Although I think people like what well, we what are you talking about? Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm talking about this program, okay? I'm not talking about you, the great uh, communicator, the great uh, YouTube mensch, the great blogger. I'm not. To, I'm, I'm talking about this program. But I think the hashkafa here is the following that Torah, as we know, was given to us as well. And therefore, it's beyond 2448. And obviously, the Rabbi Nishayim is the ultimate Baldea. He understood what human beings needed. He understood that there was Yesodas of the Yudgim Lamidos, the Lamed Beis Midos, whatever it was. And he, he recognized that we would be able to manage. It's because Torah is elastic. It's because Torah has that capability. Because here's the point. 
the Dordea is not even a door in Zman. As someone once said to me, there are certain things that are not Mughal by Zman. Things which can be canceled, are, you go back in Zman. But the same way, right? I remember someone gave a shear about this the other day. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Something, you mentioned the fact that there is things that, like Geirus and like Nazira Shimshon, that weren't shy at the Zman. Neither is Bitalatay, right? A mitzvah, right? That Misa is not a Zman Indian. What happened at Harsinai was beyond time. It had to be, because the Rabbeinu Shalom is not Mugva by Zman. So as the Nervoni teaches us, right? He, he wasn't moving in time. He was, that was the Rabbeinu Shalom's Ratzon Elyeh, which was Lamalam in Zman. So based on that, you can't start telling me that we have to go back to the Tkufa of even the great Tanoyim when, when all these things were spoken about and say everything is Mughal to the Mitzis of that Zman. Because Torah itself is beyond Zman. I think, I think I, uh, we're agreeing on that point, Every, obviously, but I think we also should invoke Tanur Shalach Noi. It's very important in this context. In this context. Yeah, well, right, which is the fact that, that the Rabbi Nishon trusts human beings. And, and part of it is the fact that he wouldn't have given us the Torah unless he felt that human beings with their seichel and living Kedusha together allow, obviously, a, a Bezin of Tzdukim can't do it. Obviously, if you're going to, right, it, it, it has to be Alpitoir and mitzvahs that allow Talmidah Chachamim and Gedele Yisrael to become Gedele Yisrael, to become Roshi Sanhedrin, to be able to be Shoilet. This is the trust God has in us that we could do it. Um, are, are the nine people sitting on the Supreme Court, you know, Oiska Arba to mention? They don't need to be necessarily because all they need to be. I think, I think, but you know, I think once upon a time it was believed that there were Oiska Arba to mention. I don't think it's true anymore. Like I saw today somewhere in one of these news outlets, they wrote, the Supreme Court decided today along party lines, 63. Now, I don't think 50 years ago even, people would have said the Supreme Court decides things about, 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 along party lines. I think people held, maybe it was a fiction, but you know, the Supreme Court was supposed to be above that. But now there's no such thing anymore. There's nobody who's not subsumed under but, some... Right, but, but that started with the Bork. That started with the attack on Bork. Probably. Right? It's, it's not a Republican thing or a Democrat. Oh. Take even a person like Scalia, who was very disciplined. Who was, he would have made a great Jew, I, I want to tell you. He would have made a Geshmaka Rosh Hashiva. He, he mamish had the Tchunas HaNefesh of an idiosyncratic Rosh Hashiva. Yeah. Right. But, but the truth is, you know, and, and, and maybe Amy Coney Barrett would be a great Besyankov Madel, who would have been sure. a, a teacher in, 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 in seminary. But the point is, as the Kavanaugh hearings teach us, it's not about being uh, a, a, a person, right? It's not about being, uh, it's, it, it's about being efficient and maybe Katanji as well. Basically, it's about being efficient and being honest. It's not about being holy in any way. It's not about living, it's not about striving for Kedusha. The reason why I love Rebel Yoshev's Psokim is because I know how Rebel Yoshev lived, because I was in his house. Rav Moshe, to me, stands above, and it's not just because, because the labyrinth of his thought can, can, make you, can make your mind swirl, but part of the reason why I'm going to accept his Psokim no matter what, because I know how he lived. I know what he was like. I know what his, right? and, and, and there's no... There's, the judges, the rulings, it's not based on Kedusha Bechlal, right? It's not based on it, right? And I think that the, um, that's really, I go back again, I'm reiterating myself, I think it's really the Nafkamina. Look, let's, 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 we should be, 
I guess, feel mavurach that we do live in a country where, uh, as, as we approach, I guess next week will be our, our uh, Independence Day year, uh, Independence Day discussion. But look, uh, isn't it gewaltig that we're able to have this type of dissent and have this type of debate? And not between me and you, but it's out there. Um, I, I do want to tell you, though, that, that what I find distressing is that it took me, I had to read from the New York Times article and the other articles didn't even give me the gist of, of what Clarence Thomas's reasoning was. Um, and and I, I think it's, it's important before we dismiss things out of hand, as much as I'm sort of like dismissing all, all law that's not Torah law, I think we, we probably got to do it. Uh, I, I appreciate your, your comparison, but don't we both have to admit that, come on, we didn't, you didn't go through the whole, re, you didn't read the whole 150 pages, right? No. You, okay. No. Right. And, are, and, and you probably aren't going to read Roe v. Wade either, right? The, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the, whatever the law is going to be called, right? You're not going to read it. Probably not. Okay. So I, I think that needs to be said that, uh, and then that's another chiluk. When, when, when we're going to, when you're going to be Mavara Sugya, yeah, but the thing is, I have a safer back here. It used to be behind me. It's further up now. Called called the the Right, which is a good thing. It's safer because it reduces things which the Rugged Shabbat might talk about in columns and columns and columns to what we the kudos, which are the essential points, and without going into the, all the other details, we can tell yeah, what's going. I don't. On. Tr- I don't but, trust. As I told you today, I looked for a, 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 a concise description of it, and it was so miserable. I skimmed, I skimmed the decision. The New York Times and the Wall Street Journal were Mizrach and Marav. My point is, is that Menachem Kosher, I trust basically, although not completely, because he was. You can't trust him. Okay, you really cannot. You cannot trust Menachem Kosher, but the team <laughs> and others, I trust him at least to give me the no, time to, and it and gives me Kosher, no matter what he got from other people still. Okay. I love him. Okay. He's a lot of fun. Okay. So I trust Rabbi Gurwitz, right? He's one of ghost Shmuchayim. Well, that was on the Torah Shleim. That's true. But the, the Shmuchayim, and here's my point. The, the, the Tomsis, you're right. You need a Tomsis because we need the Tomtus to then go to the big piece. But once we get to that Tomtus, you're going to go back and read it. Right? That's, the, 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 the truth is what you chose was really not Tzimzach. Because part of the, the, the Rogachover's beauty and also frustrating aspect is that he wrote in such a cryptic way with Marimachimus, etc. And Masha'enkein, this these rulings are written out that I think you could understand them and I can understand them. We just need the time. And I think our listeners also sh- with, shouldn't just take the soundbite. If they want, they can look at it, speak to their friends who understand legal reasoning and, and decide among themselves. Um, like I said, you know, I, it, it, to me, I think the ultimate thing is, is that uh, let's hope the Aguda is right, that our community through any of this will have a greater appreciation of life and the significance of what life is, and and and, and not treat it like uh, pawns in a video game. Well, that's about it, my friends. We shall hopefully see you next week on the eve of. Uh-
start building all week, wait all week. As I said, here it comes. On the eve of, of, of Independence Day. Now, of course, next week is going to be too late to really ready yourself, although you might be able to run out and get what you need to have the July 4th barbecue that, that's necessary. You should already, this week already, make your plans and make sure on your shopping list is aspects, again, it's going to be hard to find the patties because they're going, they're, they're not so easy to find anymore. But what you will be able to find is a lot of great A and H uh, provisions that will go great. Again, there's nothing better on a grill than the sausages, the hot dogs, the again, all different types and flavors. I can tell you that when I have had uh, barbecues in the yeshiva and in, in my home and other places, the the non-premium hot dogs sit there. They sit there and you have to find a dog to give them to. The A and watch the note. Some of your competitors have done this week, which I think will end lead to the end of civilization as we know it. Manashevitz has introduced gefilte fish hot dogs. I see. To go on the grill, you mean, in other words, I see. Um, <laughs> I, I don't believe we are going to be, we at A&H are going to be true to our raison d'etre. We are meant to, we're in meat. We do have turkey dogs. We do have chicken uh, um, sausages. Those are also very good. But I can tell you, if you are a meat eater, as I've said before, those are the number one. Everybody wants them. Even someone who will take doubles, go out there and stock up because that's going to be, uh, it's going to be a whole different July 4th celebration when the people are enjoying the succulent A&H provisions, which are, as I said, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 